Warning. The podcast you're about to listen to contains language intended for mature audiences only. Because, you know, anything goes here. Welcome to Anything Goes the Podcast. I'm Zach King, and I have a special guest today, Sean. Sup? <laughs> How are you doing, Sean? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. <clears throat> like the intro music? I do. The song is so rad. I'm probably going to get sued later, but whatever. No, but but you're giving them extra airtime. That is true. Freedom, freedom of use. Freedom. What I mean, is- you can hear them on Pandora. I don't think they're getting kickback from that. It's just like the radio stations. The more we hear, the more we buy. That's right. Allegedly. I'm making them fans, so. I'm a fan now, and I have only just heard of them. That is true. So, at at a minimum, they've got 99 cents from iTunes (laughs) from me. I bought that song, Fair and Fucking Square, from Amazon. That's legit. It is legit. So, how have you been doing, sir? Good. I uh, just came down vacation from Washington, D.C. Had to get out of the mess for a bit, kind of reset, get my get my southern back up. I was running a little low. <clears throat> it's anything you don't like about Trump is Sean's fault. So email him at Sean. <laughs> so, no, no. What do you do in the government? Uh, I attempt to make it run better. Um, as you all know, that's a, uh, <clears throat> a arduous task at the moment. Um, it's not that there aren't talented people there people who want to do a lot of great things for the American people the problem is is that at the top there's just such a void of leadership and decision making that things don't actually happen Right. so if you want to I don't know establish some new infrastructure or some kind of system like that or uh, change labor rights no one's there to make a call right so things invariably get kicked down the road, and then people will criticize government. They're like, well, government's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a reason. It's inefficient. Trump, <laughs> yes, Trump does suck. Trump does suck. <laughs> uh, but he's, he, he is but part of the problem. Yeah. He is ultimately the, response, the most responsible one for this problem, but... The Congress that is in office has the lowest approval rating of any Congress in the history of the United States Republic. Really? That's pretty staggering. That is staggering. And this president also has the lowest approval rating of any president in this republic. Mm. The Republicans have control of everything. That's right. And they're wildly unpopular and incompetent. Mm -hmm. What the fuck do you think is going to happen? They're going to solve cancer? Or... You, you can very much say fuck on the radio. I got an explicit tag. People know. They were warned fairly. <laughs> F-bombs will be dropped. So, over and over. So that's what I'm trying to do. Trying to make the world a better place. Right. But but my little part in this whole thing is, is really insignificant in the grand scheme of things. I mean, I, I bring a good <clears throat> attitude towards it, at least. I'm charming as fuck, so... Um, <laughs> I don't know. So humble. But, but I think the thing is, you know, people are really, they look at this, this masquerade ball that's happening in Washington, and they're like, well, I don't feel it at home. 
I don't feel represented. I don't feel things are happening that we've advocated and we've been promised for so many years. It's not touching my life. You're not making things better for me. And part of that is just because they're fighting and they're, they're having these big pissing contests between each other. And all at the same time, the American population across the government or across the country, across the internationally for, for people who are being represented in different spaces, they're just completely forgotten. Mm-hmm. They're pandering to these little bases. And that's both. And I'm screwed. Right. That's right. I mean, you think about people who are just, their lives are being destroyed, devastated because of politics, politicking, right? Mm-hmm. You, you understand the, the conversation is happening with the ongoing attempt at repealing Obamacare, for example, and changing the regulations on, let's say, something like pre-existing conditions, right? Mm-hmm. That affects a massive population in the United States. Some of our very dearest friends you know, have issues that are, have existed for a long time. They've uh, maybe even developed more recently. Mm-hmm. And that government says, well, we're going to give insurance companies the prerogative on who they want to cover. Right. That has enormous implications because at the end of the day, insurance firms are profit-driven organizations. Right, if they're not going to make money, they're they not don't. Gonna... They don't make money by paying for MS treatment. Right, especially... When it's face value, like like you just said, if you if you had a pre-existing condition, they're not going to be like, oh well, it's a total win-win if we go ahead and do this for you. They know what's coming down the pipeline. So that's right. And and so the the ultimate idea behind the ACA was to create uh, a a equity across enrollment pools mm-hmm. so that services. I'm sorry. Value-based services. That's right. And and also, you know, you had high risk patients and low-risk patients in the same pool so that distributed the expenses across the whole deck, right? Right. The mandate creates collective action, which is ultimately how you leverage a large population of of, um, any kind of thing, whether it's labor workers or consumers or whatever. And when they can bargain and negotiate with these large firms, those insurance organizations no longer have the same monopolies that they have always had, where they set the regulations, they set the prices and say, you have to pay this. Now the American population could walk away and drive those prices down by switching to a competitor. Right. And that's yeah. always the idea. But for some reason... So that, that's your capitalism right yes. now. But that is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. You are giving... You're basically... You're forcing people to utilize their leverage as an American population, not as a unique individual consumer. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you have so much more leverage, right? Right. Because if they say, well, I'm not willing to pay you know, $190 a month for my health insurance, which is, you know, pretty standard for most families. Yeah, around that. They didn't have a fucking choice. Uh, there's some plans out there if you cover your whole family, though, like you're looking at like $600 oh, absolutely. a month. Absolutely. Like, and, and, and you, you like when it. you, com- right. when you, com- yeah. when you compound that component with stagnant wages and still coming back from an economic recession and it's still not touching certain places, mm-hmm. right, there's a lot of industries while the stock market reflects, you know, historic highs and that kind of thing, the distribution of that wealth, the distribution of those jobs are not oriented towards Main Street. They're oriented towards high tech and high earners and large profit uh, organizations, major Fortune 500 firms, right? So 
those executives and those highly successful firms have been able to benefit from technology and different social services are the ones reaping all the benefits where people who have been disenfranchised by local governance and state governance over these last 20, 30, 40 years in terms of education and access, mm -hmm. they're completely left without the skills necessary to compete in a hyper-globalized economy. Because the United States is a post-service society. Let's be very clear about that. We are no longer manufacturers and electricians and shit like that because... Not, not, not much trade skill into... Uh... But there's a very particular reason why we're not. And that is, is that it's less expensive to utilize those types of skills and services in developing countries with a vast, unskilled labor force that costs less money mm -hmm. and typically fewer regulations. That's Again, that's another capitalist 101 thing. Don't sit there and tell me that you're going to make America great by bringing back the mining jobs. Those firms have always had the choice to hire American workers for a variety of different things, but it is not financially in their prerogative to do that because they have to pay for enormous salaries or enormous salaries in, in relation to what Bangladeshis make. Mm -hmm. The the requirements for health insurance, the requirements for a variety of different regulatory services. So that's incentivized all these different firms to open up, you know, manufacturing offices and those kinds of things in Thailand and Laos and China and all these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So they're skirting regulation, they're skirting taxes, they're skirting the American population because they want to drive profits up, right. period. Quality. Sure, because they don't want to go through the same kind of quality controls. Mm -hmm. They don't have skilled workers doing these skilled jobs, therefore quality is going to be a hazard, but it's at, it's at a marginal risk, right? They've got their little Pareto distribution talking about, oh, well, if we only fuck up 20 out of 100, we're still making a pretty awesome profit margin. Even if we have rework and we have shipping costs and extraction costs and all that shit, all that together, they're still making that black line explode. So this is all economics. and. Yeah, but you you can certainly sit in. Papa squat, Mark. You guys are out there. Y'all can share a mic. Absolutely. Come on in. But I mean that that's 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 the hitch, right? I only have one the two headsets, so just make oh, sure. Fine. I don't need to hear myself. Just make sure you speak into like the top of it. Y'all yeah. might have to get kind of close. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, <laughs> we can hear you. Oh. Cut. Cut. What was that? My phone. Oh. Tell you what, iPhone 7 is pretty tough. Yeah, I got the waterproof one because I am a motherfucker to my phone. This is waterproof too? Yeah. So. Yeah, well. That was a ne necessary uh, expense for me. Because, right. Look, again, this is thinking about the future. I have a device that's going to last under all kinds of calamity. I don't have to replace the it. The only thing, the only like real threat your phone has is the porn. That's right. <laughs> it gets really, really hot. <laughs> You're having to switch hands, hot potato. <laughs> when, the, when the microphone gets clogged, that's a bit silly. I gotta take a clean up on this thing. I gotta take like a thumbtack and clean out the seam from right now. <laughs> oh, Sean abuses his phone. Samsung's like, we never intended this. We've created a monster. Oh. We do not condone the usage of our phone for constant masturbation. <laughs> You're burning up the data waves. In fact, if you use the phone to masturbate, it is also out of our uh, 
advisory. <laughs> you better cover that front camera because we are watching you when you do that. Your, war- your warranty <laughs> does not oh cover. Oh my god, I gotta put tape on mine now. <laughs> <laughs> just, on the, just on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Who's well, maybe the speaker? <laughs> Who's a bad boy? I'm a bad boy. <laughs> I can't hear what she's moaning, but it looks good. Oh, she just threw up. She wasn't moaning. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's gotta hurt. If you, who's the fucking guy who owns Facebook? Mark Zuckerberg. That guy. He puts the thing over his camera so that people can't watch him. And my guess is he's probably beating his dick. <laughs> of course he is. What else was the phone for? If, 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 if you're not looking at some kind of nasty shit on your phone. Everyone does. You, you, know what it, you know what it has done is it's created this false sense of privacy and security too, right? Well, yeah. if it wasn't for porn, we wouldn't be using these like this. Technology is escalated just for like, how do I put boobs on this? How do I watch porn on this? And it's so easy. <laughs> but you gotta can think. I, can I, I get I, it in high resolution? I don't know personally. <laughs> I remember when like the Blackberries first came out and they started playing video, and like one dude just finally came to school and was like, "Look, Steve's got porn on his phone." Like it oh, blew all of our minds. They're yeah. like, oh, "Let's check this out." Basically, what I'm saying is, I want a 4K money shot. <laughs> <laughs> if we can put, if, if we can, if we can get a smell-o-vision in here at some oh, point. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> That would be fucking gnarly, though. No, it would On top of, like, the clogged phones, and it started smelling like... like, Why does your phone smell like assholes? It's like everybody... It's like... I think the smell of vision's leaking on mine. Like, if you're in, like, that kinky, like, farmer's daughter porn, and she's out working her her ass off in the yard, you know, chopping wood and shit... (laughs) And she comes back, she's got like a sweaty, that musk. That stinky beaver. <laughs> and that just starts just like spitting out like a fucking smoke grenade from your phone. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were watching it, and, if, it, it would be really fucked if you were watching it and just started playing in your pocket. And it just, and just, just came out of your fucking pocket in the middle of a market office meeting. Uh, I, I can see the CIO of, of Commerce now. He's like, God damn. Sally, I didn't know my wife was here. Yeah, it's my wife here. <laughs> I'd recognize that pussy stink. <laughs> my ex-wife's here running. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought I gave her the money in the divorce, and that would be it. You hear it now, scientists that listen to this podcast. We want smell vision and we want it yesterday. Look, it doesn't always have to be. Maybe not, though. It doesn't have to be sour beaver. It could be... Roses for people know, who like a fucking Big Mac, right? Right. I mean, sometimes I like to wake up and be like, bacon, bacon oh, alarm, bacon alarm. You smell like a cheeseburger. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> Run from that dick. Breakfast. <laughs> it's uh, like it's, it smells like the hamburger's dick in here. <laughs> you, know, you know what? You know what's amazing is. On the terms of making all these different weird fucking flavors, this vaping bullshit. My 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 dad and my brother and my mom all vape, and they call their shit that they put in these things juice. Yeah. Which, first off, is fucking disgusting. That's the wrong word for what they're doing. Well, Jason Muse, who plays <laughs> Jay, has Muse juice. I'm not smoking anything called juice, much less Muse juice. That's right. That's the, that is gross. Oh, sounds like a Muse juice. <laughs> a Muse juice. Ah. You want couscous some Muse juice? That's going to be real good. Oh, no. Fuck no. Amos Bush. 
There is something to that smell of vision alarm clock, though. I'm telling you, like if you had Folgers on play, like you would be like, yeah, but Folgers, that would be nice, but, right? But Folgers, yeah, this, kind of bad coffee. Well, but I'm just coffee in general. Now, yeah. Well, I mean, why don't we just like get it to give you like a shot of adrenaline? Like it's sitting next to your thing, anyways. So it's just got, like a robotic arm that comes out and just and stabs like, you, hits you with the fucking Pulp Fiction thing. I don't trust that for a second. Well, sure. I would have to have like. Then a, the government's gonna be like giving you all kinds of weird shit. So, gonna pull the but if, if we're gonna make our phones do shit like that, I just want a droid like from Star Wars. The baby steps, man. Yeah, we gotta create the brains right. first. Baby. Well, we, we gotta create the brain. Well, you're talking about that thing having an arm and stabbing you in the heart with adrenaline in the morning. One, that's pretty. That's probably okay. not a healthy way to wake so, up. So maybe no, that was bad. <laughs> that's probably bad. But your balls would shrink because you would use it all the time. You'd be, that's right. You'd be the non-fertile man. <laughs> I would one hundred percent be shooting testosterone. In <laughs> I would have baby balls immediately. <laughs> I have what they call a micro penis now. Like it's just not good. I wasn't using it before, so. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really use my no, phone anymore. <laughs> just... I just use it for the pussy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like Pepe Le Pew. Oh, <laughs> smell, smell phone. bitch ass cat's always running away. He's always trying to chase her. Oh, it's a skunk. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, learn to love my heart, not my smell. <laughs> <laughs> if you can ignore my, the, my gland. <laughs> Why are you so superficial, fuck ass? Like, <laughs> let, let me ask you a question. And I sound like I'm stoned as fuck, but I'm stone cold sober. Why doesn't someone make like a live action cartoon where the skunk actually has the gland removed, and then he's like the ballinest fucking skunk ever? Because people are like, my god, you smell like curve. Um, <laughs> you smell like Dracar Noir. <laughs> You smell like a Persian taxi cab, so. And then that bitch-ass cat comes back. She's like, oh, fuck, I didn't realize you were so charming. I was so superficial. All I could smell was... But, so you're saying this, the, you're saying his stink is off-putting even from a distance. She's not even going to give him the chance at the right. time of day. But she doesn't look for his heart. Well, he's rapey. Either way. He's rapey because he's never gotten it. But no... He's getting desperate. <laughs> That's, no means no. He's like, let me know you. He never asked her. No, he just goes for it. That's rape. And she kind of pushes him away. Yeah, but then she kind of leads. But yeah, yeah. she leads him on. French are rapey. She totally, <laughs> re- she totally leads him on. I am by no means agreeing with rape, but I'm saying that she's always around his fucking hood. Well, right. If he didn't, if, if she didn't want any of his advances, she wouldn't dress like that. That's right. She's butt fucking naked, <laughs> walking around. And she put that nice, freshly painted stripe down her back, even if she tries to pretend it's an accident. Yeah. You know you're doing it on purpose. Seriously, I'm quit <laughs> flaunting your cat ass everywhere. Maybe she's got a little stink well, going too. We can't you. fucking tell. She probably pees everywhere. Maybe he's smelling it. Maybe he's like. Maybe she's know, calling him on with hormones, pheromones, cat she's smells. Maybe she's got fucking Lucky Brand on. You know, I'm a sucker for that shit. Lucky Brand. Fuck yeah, screen bottle. God damn. <laughs> I love my Sorry, Paris Hilton perfume. There. Sorry. I'm back. His eyes glazed over. <laughs> he remembered an Avril Avril Lavigne lookalike from uh, 1999. The fucking heavy, like, eight-gauge <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes look so fucking blue. Yeah. The, the, the heavy-gauge eyeliner was fucking... Oh, and the fucking... Look, Tank what, tops. What is it? The industrial? 
The industrial piercing? Oh, like, yeah, you get your... The uh, fucking bar, like, from here to, like, here. And then you're... Like, this thing. What's the... What's this part? Labray. Labray? No, that's this. That's a... That's that's a... That's not a Labray, is it? Fucking find out. I don't know. Septum. I got that one. It's the nose. That, I don't have it. I'm talking about... I, or I can name that one. If you did, you, you'd totally look like Lenny Kravitz, though. Am I that black? Yeah, you are kind of. <laughs> yeah, you are kind of black. <laughs> I have a DNA test. The last episode, I'm white. Are you? I really thought I was just gonna. I thought something so was you, gonna be in there. So you gave in and you did the twenty-three, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Were you surprised by anything? No, I'm point zero one percent North African. That is it. The rest is but Irish. Like North and, Africa is like Arab. Right. It's not, That's Egypt and Israel. My mom is point four percent Jewish. <clears throat> 0.5% Jewish. Uh, uh, so that I, might be my 0.1% because it was like unassigned, but it's she's probably a, she's that. Sephardic. But it's called like Kagashuwi Jew. I can't remember. Oh, Sephardic. What is it called? Oh no, no. it's I got it right here. Sephardic. I can tell you my DNA results. According to Wikipedia, in the narrower ethnic definition, a Sephardic oh. Jew is a Jew descended from the Jews who lived in the Iberian Peninsula in the late 15th century, immediately prior to the by order of the Catholic monarchs in Spain and the decree of 1496 in Portugal by order of King Manuel I. Sorry, that was really fucking long-winded Wikipedia. Right. I love, but, but, love phones for information as well as porn. But here's what we know. What we know is that there was an invasion by the Moors into the Iberian Peninsula, which is Morocco, that northern African uh, Muslim tribe during the 1100s. Look this up. So they pushed into... That same area, so. She's that Ashkenazi Jew. Ashkenazi? Oh. Isn't that like the prisoner of Azkaban from like. Oh no, I just Harry realized. Potter? I just Harry realized Potter. that. Yeah. Fuck, dude. I just realized Nazis you're at a, the end of that. You're a wizard. Fucking paradox. Oh my god, you're a wizarding Nazi. You actually have. Oh, I, I'm not. My mom is. I oh, didn't get mother. any of it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Jews that made her? Yeah, I, I didn't get but it. I thought Ju- Judaism. Judaism is passed by your mother. That's how the, that's how the genetic. You have a you Duh. have a paternal and a maternal. There's certain like even through the DNA test, if you're a guy, they can tell your paternal your maternal haplogroup group and then your paternal haplogroup. group. or haplogroup. group. So they can track exactly like where your lineage came from like thousands yeah. of years ago. Like mine was like a, geographically. Yeah. Where was yours? So this one, I'm part of the H1C1 Hapl group and I descended from a long line of women that can be traced back to Eastern Africa 150,000 years Eastern ago. Africa. So like, like Ethiopia? Yeah, that's, that's more central, isn't it? Ethiopia? No, that's on the east side? It's the fucking horn. Ethiopia and Somalia okay. are the corner of Africa. I could bring up a map or something. Uh, well, it's pretty easy. You can. Your phone can bring up maps as well as porn. <laughs> <laughs> porn and maps. Uh, dick map. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a map you're going to want to see. <laughs> well, <I'll>... Cortana. <laughs> <laughs> One of us will want to see. Cortana disregard. Where is it? Ethiopia. Oh, so, yeah, it's maybe. Yeah. Tanzania. Uh, may- Saudi. Maybe I'm from Madagascar. Can I take that one? Uh, it's yours for 50 bucks. Shit, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know why Madagascar even exists, other than just, like, geography? I know why. Like, I, I know. Plate tectonics. So they can make that movie. Right, with <laughs> Ben Stiller and David Schwimmer. 
That's Chris Rock. That's definitely true. <laughs> uh, they also uh, were a landing point for dog trading during the piracy trades. Really? The Bichon Frise. You so you're 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 saying why Madagascar is a thriving place or well, thriving in quotes? At a point, it was populated place. Zanzibar. Zanzibar. Halo Two. Jeez, that sounds like Harry Potter. Zanzibar is actually in Tanzania, but it was a kind of the intermediary between the dogs that were native to Madagascar, and they would pay like fifteen thousand dollars for them back in Holy old shit. French money, which yeah. was like buying a fucking castle for these dogs. Yeah, it was insane. That'd be like a billion dollars. <laughs> it actually ultimately led to piracy treaties. Now, how much? No matter how much money you pay for that animal, it still shits on the floor at some point. Well, it does. It'll they die. Go, they go into heat, and then that's a fucking mess. <laughs> they gotta wear a diaper. And if you turn that on your phone with a stink vision, <laughs> oh god! <laughs> you have. To you take just it. called it stink vision. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a negative <laughs> connotation out the gate. <laughs> You got you got to push the joke until everybody's fucking disgusted. I learned that from Daniel Tosh. Oh yeah, Daniel Tosh likes to piss a lot of people off, but he is hilarious. But what what I love about him is that, you know, he's, his eyes. Yes, but what I what I do appreciate about it is that he takes the joke until it's uncomfortable for most people, mm -hmm. and then he adds just a little bit more sugar to it to make <clears throat> even more people uncomfortable. And then he drives the hammer home. There's like, oh my God, if you're the one person who laughs at it, you're in stitches for the rest of your life. Right. But, but when you go back and you appreciate what he's trying to do in terms of the performance, it's fucking genius. Uh, Amy Schumer does a lot of the same thing. Her, I didn't see that people were shitting all over her stand-up, and I thought it was actually pretty damn funny. Her most recent one? Yeah. With the leather, leather suit? And shit. Yeah. Was she was really funny. I really enjoyed... Uh, um, well, check this out. Do, do y'all want to know what makes me me? My DNA. I'd love, I'd love to. All right, so I am European. Apparently, I'm 100% me. <laughs> so it's <good>. I'm 99.8% <laughs> uh, European. 99.8. So, and then they break it down. I'm 98% Northwestern European. So, like Germany. Yeah, Gaelic, like Gaelic, oh. uh, Celtic. I meant like oh, oh. the Celts are like the French and German and the Irish and all them. They all came from a certain Celtic point. Like the Celts fought the Romans and shit all through France and Germany and whatnot. So, what the Saxons? <clears throat> I think it was even before, like Julius Caesar fought these dudes. Right. I'm well, trying to remember. That like the, yeah, that's where the fucking Arthurian legend came from. Right, but those are like like when when like the movie King Arthur, they're fighting the Picts, and those are the Scottish and stuff like that. The barbarians right, in that movie. Right, but, but that whole, uh, what is it, Adrian's Wall, where they all, where the Romans pushed in and were fighting the Nor Nor Nordic tribes. Mm -hmm. and Scandinavia and shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, Which also were like the wizards. Well, they break down the Northwestern European, so this is what they say. I'm 55% British and Irish. This is what surprised me. I'm 8.9% French and German. I didn't really think that, but then when I started learning more about the uh, Celts and stuff like that, like that's part of it. Oh, I see. And then I'm 5.3 Scandinavian. Didn't see that coming. This no. this isn't Scandinavian no, to me. Like this I, isn't. I'm 5.8 in heels, so I'm certain. <laughs> well, then they go. Then what pisses me off though? They're like broadly Northwestern European, 28%. Like okay. Then I'm Southern European, but it's only 0.3%. In so that, what is that, like Spain and Italy and... Well, Balkan. So I'm Balkan. Oh, okay. So that's a peninsula, I believe. Yes, it is. So maybe I should be Privyat. The same place 
where Sith Milligan is from. That's they're from um, Armenia. Lebanon. Armenia. Ar- oh, they're Armenian. Yeah. His grandfather or somebody fought. Genocide. Yeah, the genocide thing. Yeah. But then, well, then they have the 0.1% Middle Eastern and North African. But then, like, if you click on it, it breaks it down and it says North African 0.1%. But then I'm 0.1% unassigned. But, like, that whole North Africa, Hmm. that whole North Africa, Arab, Arabian Peninsula, that's literally a skip right across the Mediterranean. Oh, yeah. So that intersection is not unusual. That's also why Somalia. Ethiopia, they all have this strange language and, and ethnic influences. So, like, for example, Swahili is half Arab. Is it? Yeah. The language itself is half Arabic. Even though it's got a German and French structure. Like well, a, is like Farsi is Farsi like a derivative of Arabic? Farsi is obviously Persian. So that's northern yeah. part of uh, Iraq and Middle East. Yeah. Right, so the Arabian Peninsula goes down into... Basically, that same horn of Africa I just showed you, Iraq, is in the middle, and then it's surrounded by. Right, you got it. No, that's MENA. This is the MENA region is what we call it. Uh, middle East, North Africa is the terminology for that. Well, here's another cool. They African can Africa. they can do your ancestry timeline. So, like my most recent British and Irish um, ancestry was one to three generations removed from me that had it too. And then it goes down, like, my French and German was three to five, Scandinavian four to seven, my Balkan five to eight generations. Oh, that's cool. North African was six to eight. I dig that. The only thing that skis me out about these things is, you know, I read way too much shit about identity politics and, you know, studied a lot about IR. So these kinds of genetic manifests kind of bother me because, you know, they can create some kind of super drug that'll fuck just you people up. Mm. Or they create some manifests and start handing out gold stars. That's a bad thing, right? <laughs> yeah. When, I know I know what you mean. Like, if they wanted to... Like, we were talking on the last podcast. Like, if, it's happened before. Like, during World War II, we, the Japanese, we were afraid of the Japanese. So, what they do? They went and locked them all up. And exactly right. So, it, I, I know what you mean. They could easily do that. Like, oh, well, look there. He's part so-and-so. So, go ahead and round up him and two of these people. Go get, like... If there was a trait about the type of person I was or you were, and we all did it and they know, then it would be super easy to well, go. I mean, fuck, they just passed the travel ban for most of the right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and then they limited it based on uh, proximity to the traveler. So, at some point, if you were too far removed from that particular group of people, you weren't allowed. Well, here's something funny that they do. And like, think about what, what they're talking about now with DACA, right? Mm-hmm. So, you have innocent... You mean the Dachau, the um, concentration camp? No, no, no. What are you talking about? DACA, the Dreamers Dreamers Act. Act. Oh, oh. Yeah, so they're saying, uh, you know, for for children who have been ultimately brought here by illegal immigrants during whatever kind of thing. They were kids. They were children. They grew up So they were Mm -hmm. completely... Legitimized through and innocent. First off, well, what the fuck can a kid do? Really? No, yeah, no, right. it's absurd. If you're just brought here, you're just brought here. <laughs> and That's so the, now, so now, if they were redacted as or replaced it as they're talking about doing on Tuesday, what that means is that all those kids, all those people who have been previously protected as, you know, getting the opportunity to legitimize their citizenship as American citizens, they are now. Breakers of a law that they had nothing to do with. They'll have to. They'll have to go. They'll have to leave the country. They'll have to deport them. And, and then they have to. And then they have to apply to get back. But then they have a criminal record. So, 
they will not actually be eligible to come the, back to the country. The damn shame about up. this is they're trying to use that they're criminals as the as the reason we want to get rid of them. But the thing is, there's a huge uh, security that they had to go through in order to be part of this program. Like they had to have a super clean oh, complete, record, completely vetted. They had to be perfect, the bestest people that we have in this country. Mm -hmm. you know, if they get rid of that Green Act, there goes their green card. They're gone. And so the original pathway to citizenship that we had created for them is gone, and they have to start back over, and they'll never be able to come back in because they'll be criminals, criminals now. now. Right. now that they were made criminals. Right. They were made criminals. Yeah. Right. So That's so messed up. So there's actually a... Uh, Stroke of a pen. Boom. I, I Done. Was, I was yeah. fucking around on Twitter the other day, and they passed out the examination that would happen for new immigration. So part of this, what is it? I think it's called Peace Act or some bullshit like that, Basically, it's the qualifications that you have to meet as an immigrant to come into the U.S. and then ultimately naturalize. I have a master's degree. I make six figures. I am, I've never been convicted of any crimes or felonies or anything like that. I work for the federal government. Mm -hmm. I would not be eligible to come into the United States. My age demographic uh, is 31 31 to 35, I'm white, Southern American. I'm basically as privileged as you could fucking be. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. I, I acknowledge that, and that's a different part of this conversation, but I don't even meet the criteria to come in. Mm -hmm. What are you missing? The, the, the one thing that would, I think, the closest next thing to put me over the, the edge would be if I have a PhD. Do you think that's what would... Or I made more money. So basically, the, you can be a natural-born American and be a complete piece of shit and, not, and just basically squander something that somebody else who's qualified and would be a productive member of society... Who wouldn't even be able to get in. Get, be able to get in. That's exactly right. That's ridiculous. And, and, and the, the, the even... The, to me, the more ironic part is that I am a... I would say I'm a pretty highly qualified American citizen. I've right. I've a pretty good job with most things. You're okay. I drank a lot and maybe touched my nose a few times, but hey, look. You know, I've I've... You know, got some shit together. I wouldn't even be eligible for my own country's stipulations. That's yeah. But, but, but again, that's counterintuitive to what we were founded as, right? The idea that we're creating. Well, you couldn't get in. I'm screwed. Yeah. What's the Statue of Liberty say? Bring me your tired, your weary, weak, your weary, your huddled masses, or whatever yeah. it is. Sorry, that's a pop quiz. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and, and according to uh, one of the one of the Trumps. Or no, not Trump's. Stephen Miller, the fucking spokesman for the White House, says, "Oh well, that was added after the fact." Well, we got the motherfucking statue. Oh yeah, was not ridiculous. <laughs> As a gift from the French, he's like, "Oh well, you know, there's two of them already." Tell him, tell him that uh, "Under God" was added to the Pledge of Allegiance after the fact. Yeah, that was. Yeah, 1953 or something like that. 1953. That was all during that. That well, basically the. Well, before I forget, let me just tell well, you this part. Wrong. For the DNA thing, they can tell you like what you're like, what you're prone to not do and not do based on your genetic traits. Like a personality disposition, right? So I'm it says fucking twenty three and me. Yeah, compared to the average twenty three and me customer, your DNA relatives, which is you and your DNA relatives, sixty percent less likely to have skydived, sixty percent less likely to have run a marathon, thirty six percent less likely to drink espresso drinks. 30% more likely to own a dog, 29% less likely to drink instant coffee, 
28% more likely to sneeze, when, to sneeze when exposed to bright light, 27% less likely to have <laughs> hair that becomes frizzy in humid weather, 24% more likely to be able to do a... Aren't these random? Well, They're probably surveying people who have taken these. 23% more likely to drink caffeinated soda. Well, a lot of this too is um, you take these um, surveys too to add on to it. That's so right. they're they're map you, they're mapping your genome through what you're telling them. They're building a manifest of personality types. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> you oh think you God. think if they wanted you, they would figure out a way to get it from you? Yeah, anyway. they'd poison fucking diet Mountain Dew. Or you, be a dead motherfucker. You go well. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would too because I drink the shit out of Diet Mountain Dew. No, but I'm talking about like they would just they would go get your blood sample from your doctor's office and they wouldn't be able to stop them. like just some covert shit. They would chemical. They, could. they would put some kind of chemical component in the stank smoke. Oh, no! <laughs> I got asthma. You really? fuck. Oh, he's watching Asia Akira again. I'm fucking <laughs> fucking dead. He's watching anal fisting again. It's time to kill this son of a bitch. New phone. <laughs> the iPhone 8's coming out. I'm pretty sure it's gonna have smell vision. That's terrible. I kind of want it. That's really not smell. That's really up close and personal. Though, like you can like smell her dinner. Ugh. What'd you eat last night? Corned beef. My phone told me. We had corned beef for breakfast. You did. Apple House or whatever the fuck it is. We had fish at the Y. You went to the Y. You guys never heard of that? We were kids who say that I'm eating at the Y. Had fish at the water. Oh, ha! Ha! <laughs> 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 That's so old. That's like a... no, well, I am the youngest one in here. To be true. <laughs> Mentally. Big. Yep, Mark's 16. <laughs> I am 42. You are 63. In my mind, I feel 63. <laughs> well, you don't look a day over 62. I'm flattered. <laughs> So do you think I'm going to get hauled off like in the middle of the night with a bag over my head and put in a camp? It depends on what your other ancestors who are indulging in Well, according to that, like we're just lazy as fuck and love caffeine. You look kind of Eastern. I know. You do have a little bit of Y'all didn't y'all didn't listen to my first podcast clearly because I went over that too and I went to California when I was 16. I got super searched because I had a beard and I was actually like really tan and I was wearing a US Army Special Forces hat. And the dude told me I couldn't be wearing that hat, that my, our guys weren't doing that good over there. And they, they made me take my shirt off, my pants off, my shoes. They the went through. Doing that good over there. He's talking about, I was like, what the fuck is this guy t- telling me about? Are you talking about you were racially profiled, that your, yep. your Iraqi brethren weren't doing very well, so <laughs> oh they couldn't God. wear a fucking uh, that hat? I, I don't. Not funny, but it, that's horrible. Yeah, that was like 2006. It was, and it was a black dude. And I don't mean to be racist, but at first I was like, well, He's not profiling me because he doesn't like getting profiled. Fuck no. You're getting profiled. But that's that's totally ridiculous. Racism and prejudice. Exists. It's everywhere. It's, everywhere. it's prevalent within all kinds of different social groups. So. It, it doesn't make it right. No. But don't make that. Don't make the assumption that because someone would be profiled, that they don't profile. Right, but at the time I was younger, and I, I, I kind of wanted to recant what I said on the last podcast. I was like, well, just because he's black doesn't mean he's not fucking racist. He can be racist too. But like. I just it, to me it was weird, and at the time it was kind of like my head was spinning because I didn't really know what the fuck's going on. For one, that was the first time I've ever been on a plane by myself anywhere, like in really far away, and I was afraid I was gonna get a finger in the butt, and that wasn't gonna happen. Like, <laughs> just wasn't gonna happen. I was 16, so it was terrifying to me. Uh, I mean, I didn't, yeah, you 
Strange land. Strange. I haven't made the decision that don't fucking don't get me there. <laughs> I, I I don't know what I am about yet. <laughs> I don't know who I want to join. So the last time that I was on an airplane, they checked my hands for bomb residue. Really? Like yeah, like they did this fucking roller thing. And okay, I've had that done to me. And to me, that's weird. But like yes, I do look like down. Timothy McVeigh. I acknowledge that. <laughs> you don't. I, have, I mean, I am a white person. Yeah, I happened you... to be in the airport, but I had I just had having back trouble at the time, and I had uh, one of those things you wrap on. Yeah, yeah. So and I forgot. I didn't think nothing of it. So I'm going through the machine. There's no metal, nothing on it. They could see something was there. So they tested it. I offered to take it off and throw it away. I mean, I didn't really need it that bad. They told me. But they, but they said they chemically tested it and everything. And now they're there. I'm like. Yeah. I promise, I'm fine. When they started doing the stand-up I can't run away. Machines. I'm not wearing a bomb. <laughs> you don't say bomb on an airplane. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Bomb, bomb, bomb. I'm saying bomb on an airplane. Yeah, that's what you just get clipped by an airplane. They weren't very nice. The no, they're not nice at all. And I had a cane. And so clearly this... Yeah, this, so what the fuck? And clearly this kind of ties back to our entire conversation about racial profiling the role of the state in terms of providing security, 23andMe, this shit's all together, right? If well, you, you don't have, own it when you do that to 23andMe. I mean, he doesn't own what he did. He bought Right. But that information, all that is there. It's not oh, like, I know that. It's not even yours. I totally know that. It's not even yours. And that's, that ultimately is that's what my scares me. Yeah. Well, because... But guys, if you look like me, you want to know. Why? It's pretty fucking clear where you're from. Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> I had an ex-girlfriend that was swore up and down that I was Maltese, and I was like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. I'm is pretty that a dog. Yeah, yeah. It, is. it is. But it's not trading in Madagascar. We, but we've like, already, my... we've already got <laughs> 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 it's a mix between a Great Dane and a Shih Tzu. You look Irish to me. See, I think that too. Like after, like I think I look a lot like Gerard Butler. Like I'll turn. Twins. Right? Not a fucking chance. No. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I got another one. Okay, C- Colin Farrell. Uh, maybe more. Actually, you look a lot like him. Yeah, you, got so, his, you got his color. Right? I'm a little fatter than him, but I'm working on it. Yeah, but I mean... The beard covers it well, though. The <laughs> You're damn right it does. <laughs> Winter's coming. Winter is coming. Winter's oh, fucking here. I guess it's here. I guess my family's Irish, so I... You got that too, because you got the dark hair too. Like, I think that's a stupid fucking like stereotype when they talk about Irish people. So he's got some fucking People always talk about Irish people. They're like pale, Irish, Scottish, English, like pale, light hair, that kind of shit. There is a propensity for gingers, though. Well, that and that's actually a Scottish trait. Like it went over to the Irish, uh, the island of Ireland. But it started. That's like they trace that back to Scotland. Like that's a. So I thought that was kind of funny. Gingers don't have souls. That's true. And you, if you don't have a soul, you live in Gingivitis. the woods. <laughs> That's still one of the funniest. You're white-haired. Like, uh, it's not... I'm white now. Now. Did you see that? You see what I did there? I'm white now. <laughs> that is fucking retarded. <laughs> <clears throat> so Sean Brother Rogers, my family's lineage, allegedly. I, I am not committing to this fucking Holocaust manifest. Uh, <laughs> He'll just go with the uh, the story told orally. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll just go with like old pictures and you know like recordings of John Cash. No, no matter what you really are, <clears throat> you're you're one hundred percent me. 
<laughs> no one, no one, nobody and, and take you, that. And you paid fucking fifty five dollars to tell you that. Oh uh, no, more than that. My mom did. How too. much was it? It's a hundred. Yeah. Like exactly hundred. Yeah, it's like ninety nine, ninety nine. Yeah. But I, th- I got, I got the discount. <clears throat> 75 bucks. How did you get a discount? It was just like a promotion they had going on. Like she did it too. Gabrielle did it too. I bought one. Her her birthday is May 6th, so I bought her one. And then on my... So what did you do? Just like swab your mouth and fucking... Yeah. No, you spit in the tube. Like you have to put a lot of spit in there. And you can't eat and drink before you do it for like 30 minutes because it'll like... It dilutes it. Right. So it. like if you had a turkey from turkey, it's going to show up on your DNA it's test. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Would you It's like, I don't want to have to tell you this. You're part bird. <laughs> uh, your family came from Constantinople. Wait, where is Take that? Me That's to actually, it's, it's in Turkey. It's in Turkey. Fuck, Subway. I like Subway. <laughs> you did it again. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Subway's got me again. I don't floss very well, so I don't know what's coming up. <laughs> so your podcast. What, what if you had tobacco? From like you're North just, Carolina. You're just chatting and changing. Yeah, we're kind interviewing. Yeah, it's recording right now, but I'll cut this part out. But yeah. Okay. We're just kind of talking about sometimes serious shit. Well, I just wanted to. Yeah, it's basically just like. Um, kind of. I get, I get bored at work, so I love podcasts just to sit in there and listen to two people bullshit about anything. And it'll be funny, serious, whatever. Like Kevin Smith cries a lot on his. Like, we can cry. If you guys need to cry, is there anything you want to cry about? Mm. No shit, I did almost cry when I came over the Wendy bag. So I was just so fucking overwhelmed with like... I tell you, when you were beeping at me in the car, I, I don't have my glasses on. Which I know I shouldn't. I shouldn't drive in the car. Probably. But I didn't have them on and I couldn't tell who it was. I'm like, who is that? And so I'm like, look, look, but I didn't want you to think I didn't recognize you. So I waited until you get close right by me. And they're like, ah! Oh, I know who you are. I know who you are. But yeah, I couldn't see. I couldn't tell. Too bad you're incriminated now. Yeah. Do you have a hard time with like stop signs and green lights and red lights? No. (laughs) (laughs) Where does I'm assessing whether you should be driving or not, Mark? This is why South Carolina's insurance rights are actually. (laughs) Unfortunately, between people like you and people who want I drunk drive home. God, when I had that double vision in the side and I was riding with an eye patch and not my glasses, <laughs> I was a danger man. And don't worry, I only did it for about a month. <laughs> and I got really good at it. Seriously, South Carolina's insurance rates are the highest in the country. I don't doubt it. For two major reasons. Obviously, drunk driving. We're a wet fucking state. Mm-hmm. Um, but reason number two is that South Carolina has the most cars stolen per capita. Do we really? really? And in fact, Ori County is one of the highest, and they like to steal Honda Accords. Yes, uh, because that, there's more of that than like anything. I had a buddy whose Accord was stolen. But they also retain value pretty well, too. Right. And you can chop them up pretty easily. Right, so the um, motor that's in that is also in like three really other bad. different Hondas that they make. Like that's it's that's exactly right. It's got the most utility in terms mm-hmm. of scrapping. So, it's crazy shit, man. Thank but you, Japanese. You know, you know how we know that? It's called statistics. Right. So what is... If statistics are real. Statistics are real. That's one of my favorite classes. It turns out to be the most important thing that I've ever learned. 30% of the time, it works all the time. Exactly. Sex Panther. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, when we look at things like public policy, when we think about things like scientific research, we think about things like how can we advance society? How do we, how do we know anything? 
we know things because of a survey of ills, and we, we measure that across the population, right? We understand that X amount of people are under the poverty line. We understand that X amount of people suffer from HIV. We understand X amount of people believe in some spooky ghost or what, what the fuck ever it is they believe in. Those are all probabilities. Those are all percentages, ratios, right? Those are all central components to developing policies to satisfy. And we used to be able are. to get all that right on the government's website. That's exactly right. And they're taking stuff off. They're there. completely getting rid of all that because all that they don't. Data mining's gone. It's gone. So, so the, if there's anything that should really scare it's you sad. about our government, the government that exists right now, is that they're trying to get rid of scientific evidence and history about statistics because they don't want you to mobilize evidence to qualify what they're doing is fucking wrong, racist, belligerent, whatever. Mm -hmm. There's also the fact that they are slashing the fuck out of census's uh, budget this year, and they have completely modified the survey, or in one way they've modified the survey, as a particular one for the LGBT community, is that they have completely removed that as a classifying identifier factor. Really? The reason why that matters, obviously, is it completely mutes the voice of the LGBT community or any kind of public yes, service, social services that are focused directly towards those groups or even understanding what our fucking population is actually comprised of, right? So if we are not gathering information, and again, as a scientist, I believe in gathering as much possible information I as do you possibly too. can. I'm for uh, because it helps us know things. I'm skeptic because of private firms having that kind of information because I've just got this weird fucking conspiracy theory in my mind that a Trump administration, for example, will say, oh, well, you got a little Mexican and you get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that to happen. On the same respect, I also believe that social services need to be targeted towards particular types of groups of people who have been historically disenfranchised. Among them are the LGBT LGBT. Q. QI element of P community. Mm-hmm. You can just say LGBT. I don't know that. There's like a There's a Q at the end of yeah, it. That's an, an I. LGBTQ. Because Q is questioning, right? Yes. Isn't there one that's like fluid or pansexual? I don't know. Actually, Any fucking like it's what, not part of the letters. Right. LGBTQ is what I've always we need, LGBT. We need a better acronym. LGBT. Okay. Alright, yeah. L- LGBT. What is it, queer? Lesbian, gay, yeah. bi, it's queer. trans. It's questioning. No, it's questioning. It's questioning. Oh, it's questioning. Yeah. All right, so basically, what they're saying is we don't, A, care to know. We're in denial that these people are even existing. Yeah. We don't care to try and remediate any of their grievances. We don't care to target funds or focus social services towards whatever else. Well, that's because fuck the minority, right? Voice isn't big enough. What do they care? No, it's really just, it's not just about minority. It's about the idea of gayness as A, being some kind of fucking controversy. B, uh, good Christian conservative values not being compatible with being being a queer. It feels weird. I got this You've heard this conversation. Being from the South... This was always what we heard growing up, and to see it ratified in just such a just straight fucking callous way like this is just—it's so fucking horrible. It's yeah. a huge step back. Really, like, all these forward gains and all the momentum. Absolutely, that's been it's happening. a it's it's a total it's a total slap in the face to all the great people. Then you have the transgender ban. My God, people, that's ridiculous. Like, Listen, I'm an American soldier. I feel bad. If I have been shot I was in the military. 
somebody better drive my ass. You don't care what they got between their legs or it who the fuck no they identify ass. as. <laughs> I mean, that's amongst the very smallest problems, right? But the fact that they tried to turn it into a financial sum was just unbelievable. Yeah, today. the budget of the military-industrial complex, and that's that's the know, co- the corner cutting. I, I, I mean, we're talking less than $50 million historically. Yeah. And but. the federal government, the DOD, spends over $50 million a year in Viagra treatment. Yeah. They said, they said more in Viagra. Well, so, and there was a total of what, what? What did they say? It was like out of like active serving, it's about like 15,000 people. If that. Out of a million. It's like, That's a smaller proportion than the United States population. Yeah, there's 1.5 like million active duty soldiers, enlisted right. men. And six thousand out of that, or something like that, right. it, are, are that's, that's, transgender. I mean, that's one. That's one one hundredth of. I mean, it's. I don't know off the top of my head, but it's a really small proportion. Well, and I've never, I mean, I've been to boot camp types, like I've been to Paradise Island, but they didn't make a shower together, but I'm sure that's about the only place you'd fucking question what another person was. Sure. Right? So other than that, you don't know. So here would be another argument, and I've heard some people say this. They're like, oh, well, they have to get special treatment because they're going through transition or they are fucking uncomfortable or they want to put them in a different barrack with somebody else because, you know... Sally has a dick right now, or you know that's that's <laughs> the conversation that they make it into, and it's really cr- crass. I understand that, but this is what they're saying. Right. And this is how they're justifying it. They're it's taking the humanity out of it. It's taking uh, just fucking decency out yeah, of it. Yeah, it's taking decency. Right and, and, and 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 to me, that is inherently the problem with this. Right. The military's gotten such a terrible rap, in in my estimation, over time for being hyper masculine and homophobic and. All of these other different things. And part of that is because they've got this strange version of male toughness and masculinity are the only people who can be war fighters. That most men don't even equate to that that, exactly that right. level of right. fucking well, masculinity. Well, and, and it's completely feigned mm-hmm. when you're in combat. Right. You see people break down and fall apart because they're not fucking sociopaths. Yeah, like the one who runs exactly. his mouth the most is run, running mean, away. That's... It's, that's it, right? We have created this this myth of American masculinity as the warfighter being impenetrable and unwilling to cry or to ask for help or or be sick or what the fuck ever. I'm- well, we'll call this part one because we're at an hour. <laughs>